Well, happy Resurrection Day. Amen. It's good to be together in the Lord and on this wonderful day that we reflect and celebrate just who God is and His love. And if there's one thing that I want us to walk away with this morning that's very clear is that God loves you radically, deeply, in ways that we can't even imagine. He loves you so much that he gave his son Jesus to die on the cross for us. Paid the sin, the price for our sin. And he rose again. And he's been showing up in our lives and impacting our lives with his love ever since. Because God loves you. And I don't want you to walk away this morning not knowing of his love. That you might understand that the risen Jesus has showed up and given his life so that we might have life. All throughout history, God's plan was that he might have a relationship with us and that he would have his son impact and pay the price so that we could come before holy God. Jesus keeps showing up all throughout as the love offering and as the truth of God's love. I want to tell you a story when Jesus showed up in a village in northern Cambodia. There was a young pastor, his name was Tai Sang. And Tai Sang knew of the love of Jesus, and he wanted to bring that to northern Cambodia. In northern Cambodia, there really wasn't even a, a hint of Christianity. There was a lot of spiritism going on. There was a lot of uh, Buddhism going on, ancestry and worshiping ancestors and things of this nature. But Christianity did not exist in the northern regions of Cambodia. So in 1999, Pastor Sang went and he brought the good news of Jesus Christ into this little village. And as he shared the love of God with these people, he was amazed that they responded in such a way that they were excited and, and they were full of joy about this good news that was brought about that God loved them and about his son Jesus who died on the cross. And he didn't understand it. Why would these people who've never had any whisper of Jesus react in such a way? And he asked the question, why is it that you're responding like this? And from the back of the group, a, an elderly woman came forward. and She bowed before him and she grabbed his hands. And she said, Pastor Sang, we have been waiting for you for 20 years now to hear this story. And he goes, what do you mean? And she goes, let me tell you the story about the God who hung on the cross. She said, you see, Pastor Sang, in 1979, the Khmer Rouge, a communist party, came through Cambodia and was wiping out hundreds of thousands to lead their regime. And they finally showed up into our little village here in northern Cambodia. 
And they said to us, as they gathered us into the group, and they said, dig your grave. And so we started to dig our graves, of which they would place us as they shot us, and we would fall into. And as we started to dig our graves, the whole community started to cry out to the ancestors and to the spirits, not knowing where to turn. But there was one woman who had heard a story long, long ago. And it came to her mind. And it was a story of a God who hung on a cross. And she thought, surely, if this God had known suffering then He would have compassion for us in our plight. And so she started to pray as she's digging her grave to this God who hung on the cross. And the others were still crying out, and they were crying out again to spirits and all kinds of other forces. And all of a sudden they listened to her as she cried out to the God who hung on the cross, Oh, save us you who have gone through suffering. And all of a sudden, the village became of one voice, and they all started to pray to the God who hung on the cross. And as they were praying this, and crying out and expecting to be killed at any moment, it became eerily silent in that little village. And as they slowly turned around to look at their captors, they were gone. And the little woman holding his hand said, Pastor, saying, do you understand? For 20 years, we have been waiting to hear the rest of the story about the God who hung on the cross. And you just brought us the story of his amazing life and his resurrection. And I want to tell you the rest of the story on this Resurrection Sunday about the God who hung on the cross. The scriptures teach us in Luke 24 that that God who hung on the cross had a name and his name was Jesus and they tortured him, and they murdered him on that cross, and he died a brutal death. And they took his beaten and bruised body, and they put it into the side of a mountain that had been carved out a tomb. And they rolled an incredible stone in front of that tomb, and they placed Roman soldiers there. This man, Jesus, is dead. Oh, hell to the king of the Jews. His body lied in the tomb. And then the women came days later as we heard the story. And they said he was not there for he was risen from the dead. Just as he had said that he would do. And they came and they told all the others about it what they had seen, and as they appeared at the tomb, and it was empty, and they, they won, and they, they couldn't hold back their excitement. He's not there. And they all responded this way. We don't believe it. 
We don't believe it. It's nonsense. Don't tell us these stories. You know one of the things I love about the scriptures, about the Bible, is that it's so true to humanity. You know, if you wanted to make up a story about a Savior, your story would go something like this, and they showed up, and he was risen, and they went to the others, and as they went to the others and shared that Jesus is alive, they all went, yes! And then they all went out and told everybody, and everybody else was like, yes, let's follow Jesus! What gives us validity to the Scriptures is that the Scriptures are very clear. They want, we don't believe it. How is this possible? What is this all about? How can it be so? We saw him on the cross. He was dead. We know he was put into the tomb. He was dead. How is it possible? Peter, who was always excited, he gets up out of the group and he runs to the tomb. And sure enough, it's empty. And the scriptures say he marveled at these things. He still didn't quite know what to do with it. But it was just as he said. Well, after Jesus' death and after he had been put in the tomb, those who followed him were greatly discouraged. People didn't know what to do with their lives. This Messiah, who was supposed to come and deliver us and free Israel and give us life and victory over Rome, he's dead. Now what do we do? And two of his followers are walking on a road to Emmaus, and they're discussing these things in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 24. And right in the middle of their discussion, guess what happens? The resurrected Jesus shows up. The resurrected Jesus steps right into the middle of their lives. The resurrected Jesus, the one who came and died on the cross, who went to the tomb, he was alive and he showed up. And here's the truth about our God. Here's the truth about our Jesus. He is resurrected and He keeps showing up. He's showing up into our lives. Every day He's showing up all around the world and He's touching people's hearts with His love. And He's reminding people of who He is. The resurrected Jesus is now in the tomb. He keeps showing up. And on that day as those travelers were struggling, Jesus showed up. They were totally discouraged. They really had lost hope. And here's what I love the scriptures say in verse 15. It says, as they were discouraged and as they were discussing and going, what now? How do we live now? It says this. Jesus himself approached and Jesus began walking with them. I love that scripture because that's exactly who our God is. He enters right into our hopelessness. He enters right into a time of our life when we have no idea what life's all about. He enters into our life when we're going, what is, what is it, what's next? 
What am I to do? How do I deal with this situation? How do I deal with this relationship? What am I going to do with, with my job? And Jesus approaches. And he begins walking with them. That's our Jesus. That's the resurrected Jesus. You remember what Jesus says to his disciples when he leaves? He goes, hey, i got to take off. But I will leave with you my Holy Spirit. And he's the one they call the paraclete in the language. He's the one who walks by your side. I will never leave you nor forsake you. That's who our God is. And he encourages us and he gives us hope in who he is and the fact that he rose from the dead. Jesus keeps showing up. You know what I know for you in this room? That Jesus has been showing up in your life. He showed up in your life like he did with the disciples by the Sea of Galilee and said, hey, come follow me. Showed up. And I know he's done that for many of you in this room. And when he said, come follow me, you said, okay, Lord. I know for many of you who are still going, Lord, I don't get you. I don't understand all this. Here's what I want you to know. Jesus keeps showing up in your life. He's the one who's who's offering you hope. He's the one who's coming along your side when you're discouraged. He's saying, will you surrender your life to me? Because I am the only one who can give you life. And I want you to know how much God the Father loves you. That's why I'm here. To pay the price for your sin. So that you can be in relationship with God. So that you can have life. So that you can have salvation. That your life has meaning and value. You're not an accident. You're God's beautiful creation. And I want you to know something. I love you, God says. Keep showing up. God showed up. And Jesus kept walking with them. And he goes with them, encouraging them in truth. And he goes in and and he says this as he's walking with them. He says, listen, I want to remind you. It was necessary for me to suffer these things. It was necessary for Christ to do that in order to enter His glory. It was necessary to pay the price for sin in order that you might have life. It was necessary, just as He said. It's so contrary, it's so opposite to everything we know. Wait a second. Victory and life should be coming in this incredible battle that we have defeat over the enemy. That should be life. Not our Messiah dying on the cross. But it was just as he said. And it was absolutely necessary. And from the beginning of time, ever since the fall, God had his plan to reveal his love and to invite each and every one of us into relationship with him. And so Jesus keeps showing up to give us that good news and to pay the price and to offer us life. And he walked with them and he went into their home and he supped with them. He had dinner. And he's always doing that. Will you invite me in to dine with you? That relationship of eating together. Will you invite me in? And they do and they invite him in and they break bread. And the scriptures say, at that moment their eyes were opened and they realized that it was the risen Christ who was with them. At first they didn't know. 
But as he was sharing the truth and as he revealed who he was, it all of a sudden became so clear that Christ, the one who was in the tomb, he is risen. And they were so thrilled about it, they didn't know what to do, and they're running around the room, and and next thing you know, Jesus disappears out of the room, and they're like, we have to go tell the disciples. So they go back seven miles to go tell the disciples what's going on, and they come into their presence, and they're like, listen, I know we doubted it, and we didn't know what was going on, it didn't make any sense, but I'm telling you, the resurrected Christ is here. He's no longer in the tomb. And they're confused, and they don't get it, and they're still going, what is going on? And and how does this all work out? And is it possible it's too good to be true? And guess what happens? Jesus shows up. The resurrected Jesus shows up in their midst. And he comforts their hearts, and he reveals who he is, and he reveals his purpose and he pierces their hearts to the core, and he reminds them of these things in the Gospels. Then he opened their minds so they could understand the Scriptures, and he told them, this is what is written, the Messiah will suffer, and he will rise from the dead on the third day, and he will offer repentance for the forgiveness of sins, and that will be preached in his name to all of the nations beginning in Jerusalem. And you are witnesses of these things. I am here, and now you go and bring this good news. I am alive. I am the resurrection and the life. He is risen. And Jesus showed up. He keeps showing up. And the Lord, after the resurrection, He showed up for 40 more days, revealing Himself to people. Witnesses of His resurrection. What gives validity to Scripture? Witnesses. And there were many. He says in Corinthians, Paul does, For what I received I passed on to you as of first importance. You can't miss this, he says, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, that He was buried, that He was raised on the third day according to the Scriptures, that He appeared to Cephas, Peter, and then He appeared to the twelve, And after that, he appeared to more than 500 of the brothers and sisters at the same time, most of them who are still living. Witness! Though some have fallen asleep. And then he appeared to James, and then he appeared to the apostles, and then Paul goes on and says, hey guys, I don't want you to miss something. The resurrected Jesus, he got a hold of me. He got a hold of me. Remember who Paul, Saul was? Hater of Christians. He's on the road to go out to kill a few more. Road to Damascus, Acts chapter 9. Because he hated Christians and he hated Jesus. And anybody who would follow that man needed to die. And Paul says in Corinthians 15, God's love and the resurrected Jesus got a hold of me. He showed up. And he said, Paul, why do you keep kicking against me? I want you to know the love of my Father for you. And Paul that day on the road to Damascus 
He surrendered his life to the love of God through the resurrected power of Jesus Christ. And his life was changed from the inside out. He was made a new creation, which is the promise of God to each of us. And he began life in Christ through the resurrection power of Jesus Christ. That's our God who hung on the cross. And he keeps showing up. He's no longer in the tomb. He's no longer on the cross. If we want to know the rest of the story about this God, you've got to know you can't hold back God's love. You see, the cross was God's love. His Son. His only Son. There could be no other payment for our sin. You can try to make offering and sacrifice. You can try to be good enough. You can keep trying. But he's saying, that doesn't cover it. It has to be my Son. Without sin. And if you would believe upon him, you would not perish but have life everlasting. Jesus keeps showing up. We try to put him on the cross. We try to put him in the grave, but we can't hold him back. The power of the resurrection is working in our lives today. Jesus keeps showing up. You know, just like those guys on the road to Emmaus, when you're going, how in the world, how in the world do I keep loving my wife or my husband? This is hard. You know what? As followers of Christ, the power of the resurrection, the power of the Holy Spirit resides with you. And he frees you and he gives you strength. How do I forgive? Because of the power of the resurrection. Because Christ forgave you and he gives you life now. How do I have hope when my my body is physically failing and I don't know what's next? I don't know what the outcome of of the cancer tests are going to be? Power of the resurrection. Your life is in Christ. He is your hope. He is your life. That's our resurrected Jesus. That's the God who hung on the cross. He's no longer there. He keeps entering into our lives personally as he is in this room. And he's entering in all over the world and he's showing up. Early in the mid-20th century, Chairman Mao in China, he got rid, he started to destroy all the Christian seminaries and the libraries in the country. And he declared this, Christianity will be permanently removed, never to make a return here. Two years ago, on Easter of 2009, the leading English newspaper in China on the front page, all distributed all throughout China, had a picture on the front page after Chairman Mao had made these declarations. The picture on the front page was of Tiananmen Square. And there's a big banner in Tiananmen Square that had the image of Chairman Mao. Except over that image was the image of Jesus Christ. And on the banner in Tiananmen Square with the image of Christ underneath it in big, bold letters, it said, He is risen. You see... 
Nothing can hold back the love of God. You can try to shut them up. You can destroy the seminaries. You can say Christianity won't happen here. But Jesus keeps showing up. The resurrected Jesus keeps showing up. Just like He does in our lives. You know what? On that same Sunday, Easter of 2009, I sat in a church in California for Easter service. Next to me was this beautiful woman from China. Her name was Faye. That's her American name. My mother and father had befriended Faye and just shared their lives with her and brought her to church that Sunday. Faye was raised in communist China. Faye's husband is a communist. She was as well. That's all she had known. That's how she grew up. On that same Sunday, 2009, Faye sat next to me and listened to the good news about this God who hung on the cross and how he rose from the dead and how he gave the gift of his life to pay the price for our sins so that we might have life. And the offer was made that those who would believe in him would not perish, but would be saved. That this was the love of God for us. Communist Fay, on that Easter Sunday, silently bowed her head and received the love of Jesus Christ. Because the resurrected Jesus Christ showed up in her life. And he keeps showing up. Tim Keller puts it well. Here is the gospel. Here's the good. But you need to know something. That you are more loved than you ever dared hope. Our resurrected Jesus Christ. Our God who hung his son on the cross. Our God loves you. And I want you to have that opportunity to receive his love. It's a simple yet life-changing invitation. God, come into my life. And so I'm going to pray. I'm going to invite you to pray that prayer with me. If you want to come to a place of saying, Lord, thank you that you surrendered your son Thank you that you gave them that we might have life. And you today have the opportunity to receive life. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your son Jesus. I thank you, Father, that you love us so much. I thank you for this day that we celebrate your resurrection, Lord, that death could not hold you back that you have conquered death and that you have brought life to us as we believe upon you. And if you want to receive the love of the Father and if you want to receive his Son, pray this in your heart, would you, this morning? Because I know Jesus is showing up right in your presence right now. Pray this. Lord Jesus, forgive me for my sin. Forgive me that I have 
lived a life and, and sought to live it on my own. Lord Jesus, I have nowhere else to turn but to you. Lord Jesus, this morning, I receive your love. And I invite you, Lord Jesus, to be Lord of my life. I invite you to come. Thank you, Jesus, that I am saved. And Lord Jesus, help me now to know you more, to live for you. Lord Jesus, I love you. Amen.